What's up, everyone? My name is Ryan Chan. Welcome to the Show Up and Show Out podcast. We're here to help you show up and show out to your next function, where we talk about anything from sports, entertainment, world culture, you name it. We're here to help you out. Let's get it. Hey, what's up? Hello, show up and show out listeners. It's your boy RC. Hope you guys like that little pun there. Uh, you know, a little bit of Fetty Wap to start our uh, podcast today. Fetty Wap's a little fitting because uh, I just was in the Big Apple, New York City. Um, this is my first podcast since uh, I went on a bit of a vacation here, took some time away from podcasting. New York City, what a place, man. Let me tell you, this place they, I mean, they, listen, they call it the city that never sleeps. If you've been to New York before, if you know, you know. But it truly is the city that never sleeps. I mean, all their establishments there stay up till, stay open till four in the morning every single day. Obviously, not all of them. There's a few that were closed from time to time here and there, but uh, the large majority of them do stay open pretty late. And the people you meet, the amount of walking you're going to be doing, and just the experiences that you have there, man, just incredible, incredible place. So we're going to do a bit of a trip recap. You know, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, how was your trip? You know, whatnot, and I've given them sort of just a brief overview, but like I'm going to give the detailed overview here. So that's how I know uh, I can plug show up and show out a little bit more. Go listen to my podcast if you want to really experience RC's New York trip. Fair warning, uh, this is going to be quite the long ramble. A lot of details going to be happening. So um, if you do not want to listen to the full thing, uh, feel free to skip ahead to the next section. There's a, a lot more to come in this podcast. So day number one. I get in super late. I, I land around midnight in New York City. That's Friday night in New York. I was supposed to be there about two hours before, but, you know, Pearson Airport. Got hit with the Pearson. I'll talk about Pearson a little bit later on in the show. Get a cab from LaGuardia Airport. So LaGuardia is in Queens. So Queens is sort of a borough east of Manhattan. It's part of New York City, but it's like a little sort of separate suburb. So anyways, again to Queens, I take a yellow cab. Okay, these yellow cabs, man, they're like Thanos yellow cabs, okay? Like, they got TVs in them, they got full payment systems and everything. Uh, all the all the drivers, l- listen, the cab drivers there, pretty much what you'd expect. Um, but uh, anyways, paid about a $40 uh, cab from Queens to my hotel in Times Square. And my hotel, let me tell you about my hotel. What a fucking place this was. I was there uh, for four days. Uh, I stayed the fifth day at my buddy Mike's. But for four days, I was um, I was in a hotel called the Pod Hotel uh, with my boy Chandler Guilfoyle. A few of you know who Chandler is. Chandler and I uh, go way back, and we had planned this trip for a while. But anyways, this uh, this hotel was sort of like it was like a hotel slash hostel of sorts. Um, it had like a hotel bar. It was like a club almost inside the hotel. It was bumping, man. There were so many like young like Zoomers trying to get into this bar in my hotel. But it was like. I realized a couple days later that like it's actually a like a hostel uh, of some of sorts. Like there are people from around the world who actually live in this hotel. But let me tell you about the room. The room itself was it was called the bunk pod. Okay, so they they call their rooms the pod. Kind of fitting them talking about this on a podcast. But we uh, Chandler and I stayed in the bunk pod. So this was literally like a tiny ass closet room with uh, a bunk bed. Each bunk bed had its own sort of attached TV and, and plug-in system, uh, and then just like a bathroom. So it was it was almost like a like a cruise ship. Uh, our, our friend Michael uh, 
close family friend of mine he calls it like a cruise ship room because that's pretty much what it was but besides the point when when you're on any vacation not just new york when you're on any vacation you're not there for the fucking hotel like come on let's be real here you're not there for the fucking hotel man you're you're there just to sleep that's all you're there for so that's really all we needed and it was kind of nice not having to share a bed like I, I'm, I'm okay with sharing bed beds with people but I, I'd, I'd prefer to have my own bed. And that was kind of nice uh, in New York. Um, and it was a perfect location right by Times Square in the middle of everything. Anyways, get there Friday night. Uh, have uh, just an, a whale of a time. I uh, end up meeting up with my family friend, Michael. Uh, Michael takes me to uh, a bar in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, Hell's Kitchen, for those who don't know, in New York. It's a neighborhood in New York. End up finding a, a bar with uh, $4 beers. And let me tell you, those those Stellas at, uh, at this bar were hitting different this was a fun little spot got to meet some some local folk uh, met some some folks from brooklyn some folks from michigan portland uh it was just was different listen when you're when you're from canada and i'll tell you a lot about more about the people i met on this trip recap when you tell someone you're from canada and you're traveling abroad i swear people it maybe it depends where you are but in the united states people will gravitate towards you man like they just like love canada want to learn more about you and everything and uh you know you just kind of become the star of the show for a little while so you know that's what happened it was a, a fun little night uh you know went to bed probably around 4 a.m woke up the next morning had uh went went back to hell's kitchen for some food uh with uh, michael walked around for a bit ordered uh, a mac and cheese from this one place my god the portions the portion size is there man fucking massive i i listen i i usually can eat i can punch i can punch my weight pretty good when it comes to eating food but my god i couldn't even finish this mac and cheese plate man it was just like a, a full-on box and a half of macaroni um just covered in grease and 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 fucking cheese and everything and i, I kind of needed it you know i was a little hung over the next day I was going to a concert probably wasn't gonna get a lot of food in me i need something heavy in me um and let me tell you that slapped me right in the face anyways uh that day was just a, a lot of walking around exploring you know all, all that and then this was uh, one of my favorite more well not favorite the a lot of people have asked me like what's my favorite moment on the trip i can't really give you a favorite moment because everything was so cool but this was one of the things that was very memorable was we went to uh, a concert and it was uh, my favorite artist right now the weekend a canadian legend shout out to abel or abel 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 Abel, I think that's how you, yeah, it's Abel. Incredible show, incredible show. I'll get to that in a sec, though. My boy Chandler and I, so Chandler wakes up from his drunken slumber at, like, 2 p.m. I get back to the bunk pod, and he's still sleeping. During this point, I've, like, walked around, seen Times Square, had lunch, saw a little bit of the city, and did some sightseeing, and this guy, this motherfucker's still asleep. So I woke his ass up, start uh, walking around a bit more, got some beers, almost got talked into giving someone some money at the the bus terminal went to the 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 show the weekend um he was performing at uh the football stadium at life stadium uh, out in new jersey and let me tell you it's a fucking trek to get out to new jersey man holy shit like obviously you can't put a fucking football stadium in the middle of manhattan that's just not going to be possible with the amount of size that's a or space that's available but my God, it was a journey getting out there. And we had to take a, like, a, like a coach bus from Port Authority Terminal, which is, uh, that's right by Times Square there around where we were, we were staying. My God, what a shit show it was. So we're going to this terminal, this bus terminal, 
and everyone's going to the same place. We're all going to MetLife Stadium to see the weekend. So we get to uh, the bus terminal. It's this basically long hallway, crammed as fuck. Like, it's, it's just long, not very wide hallway where the lineup was so long that it literally snaked from where we entered. That was, like, the beginning of the line to, like, the end of the line. So, like, we're like, fuck that. We're not waiting in this shit. One thing about New York, fellas, there are no rules out there, okay? Jaywalking, cutting lines, any of that shit. Forget about it. Fuck out of here. That was basically our mantra, you know, the whole, the whole trip and something we learned pretty quick. So, <laughs> obviously a little unethical, but we're like, fuck that. We're not waiting in this line. So, we ended up finding a point where the line snaked, basically where it started and then where it was, like, ending. Like, basically the front and the and the... The front of the line and like the end of the line were basically in the same spot so it almost became like this fork in the road where we kind of just finessed our way into the front of the line and no one said a word about it forget about it so that was just a play and a half we probably saved ourselves three plus hours of waiting in a goddamn line uh just by doing that that maneuver so listen when you when you're in new york no rules man that's that's new york new york t- tip number one no rules Anyways, we get on this bus, and my goodness, the traffic was a disaster getting out to New Jersey. Because basically, MetLife Stadium, it's located in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Not So basically, the way New York is set up, there's Manhattan, which is the main island. West of it is New Jersey. That's another island. East of it is uh, Brooklyn, another island. And then there's Coney and Staten Islands, which are like south and southeast. The football stadium is in like the worst imaginable location. I mean... Like I said earlier, it's kind of hard to put a football stadium with the amount of space that's available in Manhattan or even like maybe you'd be able to fit one in Queens or Brooklyn. But anyways, besides the point, man, what a journey it was to get out there. It was probably like half an hour, 45 minutes, but it felt like an hour and a half to get there, bro. It was fucking crazy. It's like if you put like Rogers Place in fucking like Ardrossan or not even Ardrossan, like Rogers Place in like Lacombe (laughs) or some shit like that. Um, Anyways. One thing about American culture, man, people love to fucking tailgate, okay? Like, there were people tailgating for a weekend concert out in the parking lot, which I'm like, that's cool as fuck. That's something I would never see in Canada. Anyways, we get in, you know, get some beers in us, see the the, the pregame show, uh, everything, whatever. And then the weekend comes out, and my God, he put on a hell of a show, man. Um, start to finish. I mean, I, I've listened. I, I have all weekend's discography. Uh, in my library, I am a huge fan of his, uh, have been for a long time now. He put on, in my opinion, the, the best concert I've, I've, been, I've been to, honestly. <laughs> I think just being in New York probably exacerbated that a little bit, but what a fucking concert, man. He just, his voice is as good in person as it is recorded and edited, which is, that's something not a lot of artists can say, so shout out to uh, Abel for that one. Uh, the, 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 the set, the, uh, the lights, the wristbands they gave us that light up, um, so many good moments from that show. I would say uh, I went through a Reddit thread the other day of uh, some of the favorite moments from uh, the concert. I'd probably say my favorite was when we sang the hook to After Hours. Uh, like, you know, baby, where are you now when I need you most? You know that part? Um the whole stadium was belting this. It was incredible. It was an all, like almost like an out-of-body experience. 
And then there was obviously, you know, the the classics, Blinding Lights, uh, he put on a show for uh, a couple others. Anyways, I won't go on f- too much longer about the concert because all I got to say is it was incredible. And if you get a chance to see him live and you like talented artists, go see him. Or at least just listen to some of his discography. Uh, his album that he just dropped this year, Don FM. My album of the year, by far. It, it was. It's just the replay value and everything. Uh, my favorite song on there is How Do I Make You Love Me. Incredible. Incredible. Anyways, so we do that. Go to the show. We pull the same maneuver in the line in the lineup on the way back to Manhattan because um, they had the coach buses again. We pull the same maneuver where we cut to the front of the line. We're like, yo, fuck this. We're not waiting in this goddamn line. So we get to the front of the line and someone notices. And uh, my boy Chandler with the fucking maneuver, move of the century, is like, no, nah, we just came from, uh, you know, over here. And then she didn't even say a word. So And no one else said anything about it. So we're like, all right, we just finessed our way back to Manhattan and saved ourselves probably another three hours of waiting in line. So we get back. Uh, we go to um, East Village. East, so East Village is um, East Village is kind of like the young people district of Manhattan, from what I understand. So our, our one of our good friends, Mike, lives out there. He kind of took us out partying. You know, went to a couple bars and whatnot. Met the the local folk. Good time, man. Had a good time that night. Lived it up a little. You know that night. And Chandler had quite the night himself. Uh, Asked the bush uh, across from uh, the Pod Times Square Hotel about it. But anyways, uh, that was day two. Day three was uh, the sightseeing day. So this was where we literally just walked across like all of Manhattan, you know, went all around the waterfront, saw all these things. It's all the all the pulled out the main stops when it came to, you know, the sightseeing and all that. And then ended up going uh, that night. We ended up going to uh, see a comedy show. We ended up, um, so our, our, our buddy Mike met us later on that day. Mike and Michael, I know it's very confusing. Michael is my family friend who was vi- um, was visiting and is from the New York area and was showing us around. And Mike is uh, our friend from university, Chandler and I's friend from university who moved down there for work. Anyways, uh, Mike, Chandler and I go to this uh, comedy show, but Mike actually forgot to press the, the like the button to confirm the booking, so we ended up not being able to go to the original show we thought. But we ran into this girl on the street who we had passed by uh, originally because we she was trying to sell us tickets to her show, but we uh, had tickets ready to another show, so we thought we ended up running into this girl on the way back, and she's like, "Hey, do you still want tickets?" And we're like, "Yeah, actually, now we kind of do." So we go and uh, go to this comedy show. It's like one of these like underground comedy clubs. Actually, uh, a whale of a time. I had so much fun. Just a lot of good laughs. Uh, very talented people. Who um, there's a couple of people on like Comedy Central and stuff. Uh, I love stand-up comedy. That's one thing that's uh, underrated art these days is uh, stand-up comedy. Very, very entertaining. And uh, if you love, like to get a good laugh in, definitely go. So that was uh, there was that. After that, we uh, it's like two in the morning, and we're like, we gotta go somewhere. Still, we're still feeling it. So we ended up going to like this like low key bar called KGB, and it's what you think it's a it's a Russian themed bar, which uh, I don't know if that's a good thing nowadays in these uh, these world times right now. But <laughs> um, we go in and it's just like all red, all like super Soviet themed and everything. <laughs> Very low key bar. End up just um, having a beer and calling it a night, and it's like five six in the morning by this time. When you're when you're in New York. Be prepared to stay up till six in the morning, five, six in the morning, every single day, uh, and be prepared to walk a shit ton. 
because that's basically what you're going to be doing for the better part of five plus days in a row or however long you're going to be there there's so much shit to do there man like it's, it's crazy um but it's literally the city that never sleeps next day what did we do the next day it was it was uh chandler's last day so it was like a okay like what haven't we done yet that we still need to do so a big thing on our list was uh, central park central park we had not done yet to this point uh, so we go you know whatever it's looking like a fucking monsoon the sky looks like it's about to absolutely pour right as we get there so we're like shit like we want to go on a bike ride but not when it's pouring so we end up going to a bar for a little bit have a beer wait it out end up going back and uh, hop on a bike right right around central park for an hour awesome time great sights kind of the only really main green space in manhattan you really think about it but uh it's what they it's as beautiful as they say it is so they do that, gets supremely dirty, starts raining again. Uh, so we head back to our hotel um, and uh, meet our, our friend Michael for dinner. Uh, his aunt cooked us a, a beautiful Puerto Rican meal. Uh, incredible food, incredible food. And then, um, you know, after that, we end up going out uh, again to Hell's Kitchen and get some more $4 beers. And this is where we meet uh, a group of girls from Israel. Chandler loves his um, women from Israel. <laughs> Um, he has a friend from Israel who uh, has taught him the ways and taught him the uh, the culture. So he's very in in tune with the culture, and uh, and I mean um, nothing really happened, but uh, it was quite a, a funny little story. And then, yeah, other than that, just had a, a whale of a night. Went to Times Square at four in the morning. Surely people were there, and uh, there was that. And that was Chandler's last night. The next day was my last day in New York. You know the the standard what have you not seen yet that you want to see sort of thing, and then. I saw my first Broadway show. It was called Moulin Rouge. And for those who don't know, it's kind of like a can-can sort of musical. Incredible. Probably just heard a bird chirp, by the way. I'm re- I've changed up the studio today. I'm recording outside. It's a beautiful day here in Edmonton. Uh, but anyways, the show was uh, just a, an amazing, amazing show. The, the, the actors were so talented, singing, performing, everything. Um, it was what they made it out to be, and it was well worth the price of admission. That's uh, that's all I'll say. But this is my last night in New York. So after the show, Mike and I, we uh, head back to East Village. We uh, go to a ramen bar and have two bottles of sake and just have a, a great in-depth discussion. Mike and I have uh, good chats every now and then. Anyways, we're feeling nice. We uh, we go out after. We're like looking for a, like Mike's Mike had a place in mind that was uh, ended up being closed all of a sudden. Weird. The city that never sleeps has a place that's closed. But uh, so we go wander around East Village for a good like 20, 25 minutes and there's just no luck. We have nowhere, we're, no idea where we're going until we run into these two guys on the street and we're like, hey, and this is the best part about traveling. It's just like me going to random people and just like chatting with them and being like, hey, do you know of a place nearby that we can go, you know, just a bar or something we can meet some people? And yeah, they were like, yeah, go to uh, Calistinos. It's right around the corner. And we're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So we go, sure enough, the place is bumping, start talking to the security guard a little bit, tell him we're from Canada, you know, the the whole nine yards there. Start meeting some people left, right, and center, met some dudes from Boston, met some dudes from Detroit, whatnot. Um, just uh, some awesome people there. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling the story of my, uh, my five-minute New York girlfriend right now. Um, <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're listening to this, you live in New York, you happen to be blonde and... Uh, Met a guy uh, at Caldestino's, an Asian guy. I'm your, I'm your man. 
Um, anyways, I make eye contact with this girl at the bar. She's like, like we like, make we make like dead eye contact, and she like gives me like the finger, like not like not the middle finger, but like the the come here sort of finger. If that you, you guys know what I'm talking about, like the the gesture. So obviously, like I'm gonna go over there, like you know, she's, she's a good looking woman. So go over, start talking to her a little bit, and all of a sudden, she starts like putting her hands all over me, like, oh, this is my boyfriend, like whatnot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with it, see what happens. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe someone weird's hitting on her or something. I'll I'll be I'll be the I'll be that guy to you know help ease the situation. But I don't really think there was anyone weird around her. I talked to the two people she was talking to. They seemed completely normal. Anyways. About five minutes later, she's like, just like fucks off, completely disappears. And I didn't even get her name, anything. I just know, I just called her my five minute girlfriend. So ultimately I end up meeting some more people after. I met this girl like right after who was there. Coolest person I've ever met in my life. She is from Waterloo, Ontario, moved down to the States uh, after she graduated in 2020 and works remotely. And she just lives out of a van driving up and down the East Coast. And I'm like, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. Like, that's so dope. So, you know, anyways, that was my last night in New York, really. And then woke up the next day and went to Boston. Boston. I figured I was out on the East Coast, so I had to had to go and, you know, explore the, the East Coast a little bit. So, went to Boston. Um, nothing too crazy there. It's a lot more laid-back scene, whatnot. Uh, the biggest reason I was there was um, my Toronto Blue Jays were playing the Red Sox there, the, the Boston Red Sox in, in Boston at their, uh, their stadium there, Fenway Park. Went to Fenway, had a whale of a time. I witnessed history, okay? I went to the game where the Blue Jays, like, won, like, 28-5, to which in baseball, for those who don't know, like, that's insane. Like, that's, like, a a once-in-a-lifetime sort of occurrence. Like, not, like, it does happen from time to time, but it's very rare that a team scores, like, even, like, like 10 plus runs like that's that's a high scoring game for a baseball team so i i witnessed the toronto blue jays score the most runs in franchise history in boston and it was the one game i decided to go to so you know that was pretty awesome for sure and had a whale of a night that night in boston you know made made some friends and uh found myself maybe another five minute girlfriend but <laughs> that's besides the point anyways this is my my long detailed uh recap of my new york trip that rambling on about uh, my trip hope you uh, guys got a sort of a, a sense into how fun of a city new york is and just how fun of a, a time uh you can have out there i mean listen you can do so much shit out there it's, it's crazy i don't even think i got to do everything i wanted to do it was just like so jam-packed but this episode more or less i wanted to i kind of thought about this episode uh traveling you know through airports and you know experiencing delays and shit like that and um, going through customs and, and whatnot I figured this would be a good episode to spit some game on how to travel like a pro because I think I've done a fair amount of traveling now that I kind of understand how shit works. I understand how to navigate through shit and reduce the amount of headaches that you'll have at an airport because, listen, the, the worst the worst place on hell on earth is, <laughs> in my opinion, hell on earth is when you have to wait in an airport for fucking god knows how much time uh you know that or being stuck in a connecting city and for those who don't know i had to fly to and from edmonton to new york slash boston through toronto pearson airport toronto pearson airport 
that place is literal hell on earth. <laughs> like the worst airport in fucking North America. I'm going to, I'm going to start my Ryan's thoughts segment a little early uh, in this podcast. That is the worst fucking airport in North America. The, the customer service, the cleanliness of the place, um, the amount of flights being delayed. Just take it, take this in. There's a stat right now. Uh, you can verify this. Uh, I checked this probably, you know, two weeks ish ago. Not much has changed since then from what I've heard. 56% of flights at Pearson Airport right now are delayed. That means over one in two flights in Pearson Airport right now are experiencing delays and even some cancellations. That is fucked up, man. That is legitimately, my God, I don't even know how the hell they're they're figuring out how to operate there. I hear it's basically that they're severely understaffed and whatever, but still just, just completely fucked up and... Uh, they need to get their shit together, man. This is this is ridiculous. Luckily for me, on on my journey uh, from Edmonton to Toronto and Toronto to New York, it wasn't too bad. I definitely think I survived a lot more than other people have. Um, my flight was delayed, as I'd mentioned earlier, but it wasn't like terribly delayed. It was only by like about hour and a half, two hours, which still kind of sucks. But when you hear about these stories about people's flights getting canceled and everything, like that that's just brutal so that leads me to my, my travel pro tip number one power walk like a motherfucker like through that airport power walk dude you just gotta walk through waves of people and i'm a pretty quick walker so you know for me like i remember i had about three hours when i got off the plane from edmonton uh in toronto there to to connect to new york so like i was like i'm not missing my flight i'm going through security i'm going through customs i'm getting my ass into that gate as soon as possible so I get off the plane. I'm just walking past everybody in this airport because basically in Pearson, uh, there's this long hallway that connects, you know, domestic to international flights. So I'm just like power walking, man, like like Usain Bolt of walking through seas of people just getting to the to my next, you know, spot or next stop uh, in the airport, whether that's security, whether that's customs, whatever. I managed to uh, kind of be one of the first in line at security for my flight. Uh, I managed to get through security pretty easily with uh, not a lot of headaches. There was a, a lady behind line me who was like, oh, I'm leaving to Orlando in 10 minutes. Can like we cut? And like the the security agent was such a giga chat about this. He was like, no, lady, you have to you have to wait in line. <laughs> this guy was a, a total giga chat. Managed to make my way through. Then I get, so that's, that's hurdle number one. Hurdle number two was customs. And this is where I thought I was really going to have to like grind to get through. So anyways, I walk, I walk and walk and walk and walk and I get to the customs line and there's no lineup. That was the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen in my life was that there was no customs line at Pearson airport. So I get in, go through customs, very, you know, no bullshit pretty quick. I get into the gate with probably about two hours to spare. And I'm like, wow, I did not need to grind as hard as I did. But, um, that's just tip number one is man, like seriously, man, just, just walk like, like walk, like you're, you're walking a marathon, like, or like walk, like it's a sprint power walk, because the sooner you can get to the pit stops and the hurdles at an airport, right? Security and customs, that's always kind of the big two. The sooner you can get that bullshit out of the way, the the sooner you can just get the stress out of your system, you know, everything else. I remember like landing and reading all these uh, horror stories about Pearson Airport. And I'm like, man, I do not want to be stuck in Pearson, man. I do not, I'm not missing this flight for the world. So 
you know, I, I, I freaking got in, got out, went in, got all my shit over with. And all my stress kind of went away after that. Went, how to, went and had a beer. Uh, met this dude from New Jersey. Uh, had a great chat about New York and what it's like out there. Um, great dude, whatnot. Uh, but uh, that that's, goes to my travel tip number two. Is just like talk to people, man. That's the best part. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love meeting new people and learning about their backgrounds, learning about who they are, etc. Um that's that's far and away my favorite part about traveling is just just learning these different perspectives and i can't tell you the amount of people i met on this trip that i'm like i would not meet that person back in edmonton like it was so cool just learning their backgrounds and where they're from and how their lives are so much different than mine uh that so that's trip number two is is go meet people and just learn about learn about them because you will open your mind up to so many different perspectives and just things that you never thought you'd think about really um just such an eye-opening experience for me uh, that was one of the biggest things and especially if you're traveling alone i think that's such a, a big part of it is um, just just talking to people and um you know learning about the local jargon and learning about you know some dude's life in pennsylvania or some shit just just some place that you'd never think you'd have a glimpse into travel tip number three so we're going back to the airport, the airport here. Have your documents in a ready, readily accessible place. So what I mean by your documents, right? So your your boarding pass, your passport, maybe vaccine papers, etc. Have it in a readily accessible place. So that can be your phone, right? I know they, they have like Apple Wallet and all that stuff now. Um, that can be in a, a special easy to reach pocket like in your pants. It could be... Uh, fanny pack. Uh, I know some people do still rock the fanny pack every now and then. It's a bit of a fashion statement nowadays. Just have it somewhere easily accessible because you'll save yourself uh, a lot of stress, like digging through your bags, um, going for shit like that. I definitely, I think that definitely made a difference in terms of saving me a lot of red tape at the airport uh, is by having all my documents in kind of just one easy to access place. Uh, number number th- four, no, number four now. Number four, wear easy to slip on or off shoes. So whether that's slides, I'm a, I'm a big proponent for socks and slides, by the way. I know not a lot of people are, but I wear socks and slides pretty much every single day because they're so comfy, but it's the convenience of slide on, slide off, baby. That's all it is. Anyways, <laughs> I was not wearing socks and slides at the airport. I was wearing Nike Air Maxes, which are pretty easy to slide on and off as well. But I say that because... Going through security, especially through the TSA, I think, I don't know if they do that in Canada now, if they change that. In Canada, you, sh- you can keep your shoes on, I believe. But going through the TSA in the United States, you got to take your shoes off when you go through security. And I see people just wasting absolute minutes, just untying their shoes, putting them on the on the bin, going through the freaking scanner, and then putting them back on and tying their shoes up. I mean, it's only realistically probably like an extra minute or two, but listen, in the airport, every minute counts. Every minute counts. Uh, definitely uh, have some shoes that you can slide on and off pretty easily. That's definitely uh, a big one. Um, I see these people on TikTok like absolutely shitting on people for wearing like hoodies and sweats and, you know, just like regular sneakers to an airport and like they're wearing like a suit 
and a tie and you know they're all business casual you know i'm at an airport i gotta dress for success you know the the sigma male tiktok tiktokers out there yeah i'm shitting on you i want all the smoke <laughs> new york kind of made me a bit more of an asshole a little more blunt i like telling people i'm not afraid to speak my mind anymore you know it is what it is yeah but anyways um that's travel tip uh, number four is wearing easy to slip on or off shoes uh, travel tip number five find ways to save money now that sounds very very broad in general but there are ways to save money um, you can find ways to save money um, through your travels you know local whatever you can find ways so for me in new york uh, the the ways i save money were meals was a big one obviously you can go to a restaurant spend 25 bucks on a meal probably not even be full by the time you finish it and then you know probably want something to eat not too long after or you can support local which is what i like to do so i went to a bunch of you know local places street vendors etc paid probably like seven dollars for like a full-on meal it was way fuller than i'd be going to like a sit-down restaurant for like three times the price so you know there are ways in which you can save money you just have to be creative with it and for me that was um you know going to street vendors and going to you know hidden gems so to speak find out the hidden gems that's what it is travel tip number six is pretty straightforward i'm gonna give you seven so there's only one more after this six is pretty straightforward to start a conversation this is the ultimate conversation starter uh when you're traveling in a foreign place tell people where you're from obviously if you're going to <laughs> this is an extreme example but obviously if you're going to russia and you're from the united states you probably don't want to say you're from the united states but you know friendly friendly countries if you say you're from canada right and i mentioned it earlier i uh that's how i started all my conversations was like hey man you know where are you from and then they'll be like oh i'm from new york i'm from i'm from new york i'm from new york i had to uh do the accent i <laughs> learned the accent a little bit you know i'm fucking walking here um tell people where you're from i told people i was from canada ultimate conversation starter people gravitated towards me right away um, just learning about me and this this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about talk to people uh, Learn about their backgrounds and kind of open your mind up to them because it's 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 a, it's like a vice versa It's a give-and-take right you're doing that with them. They're doing that with you. You get to learn a little bit I remember I met this dude uh, at a bar. Um, he's from Philadelphia He's a big Flyers fan We talked about hockey for probably about 45 minutes just like shooting the shit and learning about you know his perspectives as a flyers fan learning about his perspectives just being from the east coast right i'm from west he's from east completely different just it's such like an eye-opening experience and something that those are the conversations i get up for, get up for you know like i really learned on this trip that i'm very passionate about like meeting new people and experiencing different and new things and um it's it's those conversations that i, I genuinely live for so Tell, tell someone where you're from because uh, you might be able to open up someone's mind about yourself just as much as they're going to open up your mind about themselves. And lastly, this was um, my far and away uh, my favorite travel tip that I used on the way back to Edmonton because I really wanted to avoid the Pearson. I was pretty worn down by my last day. I was really tired, was on like four hours of sleep. I just wanted to get the fuck home, go to bed, you know, crash for 12 hours. I was in Boston and so ended up being that um, I ended up being at the airport a lot earlier than I expected I had to be. Um, there was a flight because I had to basically go Toronto, Boston to Toronto, Toronto to Edmonton. 
So my flight to Toronto wasn't scheduled to leave till like three thirty scheduled. It's Air Canada. You know what? You know what? The, you know what the drill is. Uh, I get to the airport probably around twelve thirty ish, and there was a flight. I get through security and everything like by twelve thirty, and there was a flight to Toronto that was actually leaving an hour before mine at. It was supposed to be le- leaving at 12.30, so by the time I got through security, but it ended up getting delayed by about like an hour and a, hour and a half, so it didn't leave till like 2-ish. Um, so, and it's the same airline saying everything, Air Canada. Um, it was just the flight before, so they, I guess they had like multiple flights to Boston to Toronto on the same day. So I get to the gate like well before my scheduled flight, and I see that this flight is delayed, but is leaving before mine, and it's going to the same place, Toronto. So I just go up to the desk and I'm like, hey, listen, like I'm actually on the next flight, but if there's any chance, like any room on this flight, um, could you put me on this one? And then all of a sudden got a boarding pass for this flight and was uh, on a flight well earlier to Toronto than expected. So I saved myself probably, I checked the, the flight that I was supposed to be on originally after and it got delayed by like two hours. So I saved myself probably, I'd say a good, I don't know three hours maybe ish of uh waiting in the airport pat on the back for that one so i get to toronto and i do the same thing because i'm like my flight to edmonton is the last flight out of this airport pearson airport pearson airport um leaving at like i think it was supposed to leave at like eight and i get to pearson around like 3 30 i'm like i'm not waiting in this goddamn airport for like five hours fuck that four or five hours so I go to the desk and I'm like, hey, listen, like I'm on the late flight. Is there any chance there's an earlier flight back to Edmonton? I just did this in Boston. I'm hoping you can do this here too. And they're like, oh yeah, just go to the gate. They might have one for you. I don't know for sure, but just go and uh, ask. So I go to the gate. Sure enough, they print me off another boarding pass and I'm on a flight four hours before my original flight was supposed to leave to Edmonton, back to Edmonton. So I probably saved myself on aggregate. I, I probably saved myself about eight to 10 hours of stewing around in an airport slash travel time by uh, pulling this maneuver. So uh, that's a, my last pro tip about navigating airports is uh, go and if you have an earlier flight to the same destination, just go to the gate, same airline. I, mean, I don't know if you could do it with a different airline, but if it's the same airline, just go to the gate and be like, hey, listen, like, is there a chance I can just hop on this flight? Is there is there room on this flight, etc." And, you know, they'll go check. I mean, that's what's, what's the worst you can do. Just ask. The worst they can do is say no. So went and uh, asked and, yeah, save myself some time. So you can save yourself some time by doing that too. Save yourself 15% by going to Geico. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head. Anyways, that's um, RC's pro travel tips. And really, that's my show today. Uh, Today was um, mostly just a chance to reconnect with you guys. Uh, It's been a while since I recorded a podcast, and I wanted to get one out here uh, since um, I am going to be away for the weekend, uh, going to uh, my buddy's lake, going to be out on the water, which I'm super excited about. But um, yeah, I mean... Just wanted to share my travel experiences with you guys, and hopefully I inspired someone else to, to maybe go to New York and check it out. Go check out Boston, too, while you're out there. It's very worthwhile. A lot different pace of a city, but uh, a very beautiful city as well. But without further ado, I uh, hope you guys are continuing to enjoy your summers. Uh, I got some more shows on the way for you. Uh, some guest ones will be on the way soon. And with that being said, RC out. Tap in soon.